This is episode 182 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I've got one of my friends with me. You guys, that's kind of what happens when you're out networking and going to conferences. You just get to know people. And I know that Daniel Glickman is my friend because he gave me this cute little bobblehead in Lima, Ohio, because he said it thought it reminded him of me, which was really cute. Daniel is a super awesome person to know. Very, very talented. You're going to hear an accent that he's going to tell us where it's from because he's kind of from everywhere. And he works for Wave.Video, which is the video providing service that we use for better marketing with Bella to give you all of the horizontal videos, the square videos, the cover videos. And him and his team have helped us tremendously with Better Marketing with Bella Semester 1 2020. So Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Hi. Glad to be here. Super excited. Yay. I've been wanting to be on your show for a long time, Bella. I know. We had to reschedule a couple of times, but persistence does prevail. Daniel, why don't you tell our audience where you're from, where you're coming to us from, and a little bit about your background, how you got to where you are today. Okay. So starting with the accent, I was born and raised in Israel to a Canadian mom and an Israeli dad, or well, an American mom who grew up in Canada and an Israeli dad. So I was naturalized. I moved to Canada after my master's degree, started a PhD there, quit it, came here and started a small business, actually. So this discussion today will really relate to small business owners because I've been there for many years. And I was responsible for marketing and customer experience and sales, of course. It's all about sales, right? Yeah, yeah that's then I got into tech and I love it, love it, love it, love it. And love Wave that video right now where I'm at, which I see as my long-term home. I love it. I love the team, amazing people, some of the smartest and most gifted people I've ever worked with. Yeah. And I love the culture and I love the product and the company. It's great. Yeah. And you're a great representative of them too. I mean, it was because of the platform that Wave.Video allowed you to have at so many conferences where we first met and then did become friends. And you really do come from a relationship marketing standpoint, as well as educational online, but very, you're very much into relationships, very approachable. And I really appreciate that because a lot of softwares aren't warm and fuzzy or they're just so ridiculously hard to understand. And when you get in front of the people, you almost feel small around them because you don't know as much. And with you, it's so different. And I agree. I love the wave.video culture as well. So let's get into it today because we're going to talk all about how small businesses can use video, specifically wave.video. And this is not a advertisement, you guys. It's just a natural thing that I use all the time. And you know me, I'm always exposing my secrets to you. So why don't we just kind of start at a high level, Daniel? Why are small businesses actually even using video? Well, the answer to that is pretty straightforward. It's because it works better than images nowadays, right? Images, a few years ago when, when social media started, first we had text. Then those who made images, the images were surfaced to the top because it was simply just a little more effort to make images than text. Everybody was putting text and those who made images, they surfaced to the top. And now everybody's making images and it's a little bit harder to make video. So video is surfacing to the top. 
And in a few years from now, maybe a year from now, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be surfaced, what's going to be a little harder than video that's going to surface to the top, right? So right now, this is what's working. And that's why businesses are doing it. And let's dial that down just a little bit too, because I know on the wave.video, which you guys, I do have an awesome link for some free stuff with you at the end. So stay tuned. But with wave.video, you can do, like I was saying earlier, like the square, the horizontal, the Mm -hmm. vertical, the cover, you know, like it can be resized, much like if any of you guys are familiar with easel or Canva, where you can make graphics. So talk to me a little bit more about why it's important to have these videos that are resized and what exactly that resizing means. Yeah. So Wave, we really started out pretty early on with the idea that you should be able to make videos in different formats. And the formats are are predominantly size, but not just size. It's length, it's resolution, a bunch of other stuff, but mostly the size, right? And we have the vertical, horizontal, and square. And then there are a few others. There's cover. There is uh, there are actually two different verticals for Facebook. People don't realize this. So there's the 4 by 3 and the 7 by 8 Did I get that right? No, that doesn't make sense. But the full screen vertical and the not quite full screen vertical. And the reason why uh, you want to use different formats is because they s- simply in different places, they work, they grab attention differently, right? So obviously in stories, we want vertical. That makes a lot of sense. But our research has shown that vertical videos work very well in the feed and square videos might also work very well. And we have a breakdown on our blog, which different formats might work better at different places. However, I would caution sticking to one solution at any given moment because the reason they work better is simply because fewer people are doing it. And when somebody sees a a format that is unique, they're like, oh, wow, what is this? And they kind of pause for a second and that's why it works, right? Once everybody starts using it, then it doesn't become as effective. So it's a constantly changing game and you have to to try stuff out, right? Especially if you're doing ads. If you're doing ads, you have to try everything all the time. It's a lot of work, but you have to do it. Right. Uh, But the same thing with native videos. And and our tool just allows you to do it very easily, but you can also take the shots nowadays in in a specific format. You can take your videos in square or in, in vertical, of course, right? I love what you're saying about how one things are popular at different times, right? So it's almost like once we get desensitized to seeing something, then it's the next thing that moves. And it's one of the things, Daniel, that I keep talking about with my Better Marketing with Bella program and why you guys are able to support us so much. Because like two semesters ago, we used to only give out square videos, because we could do them on both platforms, you know, like Instagram and Facebook. And now like this semester coming up in 2020, we're giving square for Instagram and vertical for Facebook. And much because of you guys and Mari doing that educational marketing and letting us know, hey guys, these studies are showing that if you really want to be effective, you really want to be on the cutting edge. That's where it is. And I know a lot of people are they're terrified of video. You hear video or they might've even seen the word video in the podcast title and been like, no, skipping that, not doing it, not doing it. But this offers a way to do video in a way that you don't have to put your face on it per se. Can I help with that for a second? I want to break down down why video seems scary. (laughs) I think because a lot of people don't differentiate between three different types of videos that exist out there. I break it down to three different types. The easiest one is that I'm to understand is I'm here in the now, in the moment. There's something going on right now. I'm going to take the video right now. I'm going to post it now. It's going to disappear later. 
right? And this could be, the, typically this go into stories. These could be also webinars or could be just sort of more newsy, right? And it could be even what we're doing right now, although this is a bit different. But these videos tend to be less produced. They could be kind of cringy. It doesn't really matter because what really matters here is that we're in the now. This video will not be relevant a little bit later, right? Mm -hmm. The second type is promotional videos. These are videos you put a little more effort into, a little more thought. They need to be on brand and on message. And so both visually and in terms of content, you want to put a little bit of time to make it right. Even if it's just putting your logo on the video, which those who are watching us on video, maybe see the video We, I mean, right this minute. We don't have it, but later you'll add it, right? And the third is serials or shows where that's something that continues every week or every month on a regular basis. You engage the audience with a continuing topic. Mm-hmm. And so our video today is kind of a bit of, the first and the third, because it's important that it's happening now, but it's also serial. It's something that goes on. These are the hardest videos to make. Yeah. And if you confuse that with the first, which is, hey, I'm just going to look, I'm at a conference and I, and I have something interesting to show you. Yeah. That doesn't take any effort in terms of production. I just pull out my phone and, and take the video. The second takes a little bit of effort and thought, and the third takes a lot, right? And so when we confuse them, we think, oh, my God, I'm going to have to get actors and a studio and a, and a beautiful background. Look, this is my home. <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, that's my home office. I don't yeah. have, you know, I'm not that and I'm okay with it. This is how yeah. it goes, right? We're here right now. So if you unpack it that way and pick one of these types of videos you're good at and just go for that, it's much less scary all of a sudden, right? Because you don't have to compare yourself to, say, Wistia, who does these, like, they they put in, you know, they might put in, who knows, a million dollars an episode, some ridiculous, no, probably not that much. But, I mean, in our mind, it's it's a lot of effort. We can't do that. They have, you know, they have a whole fake audience there. They take, I mean, they take something like 10 employees, put them, seat them in an audience, for a few hours. How much does that cost, right? I know. We can't afford that, right? So, yeah. So going off of what you do, because I love just flowing on these podcasts, you know, like we have our questions, but going off of your idea, what you were just saying, you know, I might post the video of our podcast. So I always record it on video and the podcast always comes out first, the audio. And then a little later, I just kind of upload it to my YouTube. It's kind of like my video library. But what I now have access to is the ability to kind of take like one minute clips or something and tease the podcast if I wanted to, or take clips and maybe add it to a blog I have on video and say like, you want to hear what Daniel Glickman says about the different types of videos, you know? So you have this piece that you can remold and reshape constantly. And it's not just like you post it and that's it. If you were to do a text, you know, or a text in a graphic, you can't really break that up anymore. But when you have videos, you can do that depending on the kind. Daniel, I know that we're talking about so many different... So let's just think about that small business owner listening to us right now who might have a pet sitting or dog walking company. And they're wondering, all right, guys, this is great. But if I'm going to go and create a video, what point should I stop it at? When do you think people stop watching it? Whenever it's boring. Whenever it doesn't give me something that's interesting to me where I am right now. So you know, where are people watching your videos? It's amazing to me that people have time in the middle of the day to sit down and watch stuff that, you know, I'm in the middle of the workday. This is my job to get on camera sometimes. Yeah. 
why is it people's job to watch me in the middle of the day? I have no clue, but they do, right? And the question is, why are they watching and why do they want to watch me? Uh-huh. And so if it's not relevant to where they are right now, they could be in their office, they could be in the line for the dentist, they could be eating lunch, they could be in the bathroom. I don't know, right? So let's not think about that too much. No, they are. <laughs> I talk about that all the time because you all know at least half of you are taking your phones into the bathroom. I mean, it's just a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> so why would they want to watch me, right? And so the length of a video, people are always ask me, how long should a video be? I say, as long as it needs to be. If you've got only one minute worth of things saying, don't go beyond that. If somebody tells you it needs to be at least three minutes long, and you don't have three minutes worth of things to say, just don't say it, right? Just yeah. stick to the one minute. So as a dog walker, right, or a pet sitting, what could be interesting? And a lot of times, what a lot of businesses forget to do is what's interesting is simply what goes on in your business every day. People who are your either your customers or your future customers want to know a few things. Can they trust this person? What will happen to my dog when I leave my dog there? How do they treat my dogs? Where's the dog going to sleep? Is going to be cared for? All of these questions are in your mind. And you might not need a dog sitter today, but one day I might need one. So I might be interested in it, and I just might be curious a bit into other things. Uh-huh. So just showing who you are, just showing how you, what you do, the things that are most mundane to you, because you're just, you know, this is what you do, right? It's yeah. so obvious. Yeah. Why would anybody care to watch the things I do every day, every, uh, <laughs> day in and day out? That's why they want to know it. And so bringing that transparency in, taking a few shots, a few videos, maybe some simple still images of dogs that you love and dogs of customers, right? And Or how happy a dog is to go back home or how happy a dog is to see you when they come back the second time. And it's putting them as a collage and putting them yeah. to a little story. When you were just saying that, how cool would it be to take like a three or five second clip of when you enter into the door and maybe you have five houses today, right? So that's right. only like under a 30 second video, but you clip them all together and it's like, this is Rocky. He's so excited to see us. This is Susie. She's so excited to see us. And I was like, is your boss this happy to see you? Come work for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could easily do that and it's not long at all. Daniel, how do we know when it gets boring? Because I think a lot of us think that everyone, including myself, should always listen to me and I'm never boring. So how do we gauge or how do we, do we ask people? How do we know when it gets boring or what can we do to ensure that it doesn't get boring? That is a good question. You know, now that you mention it, I haven't thought about it before, but now that you mention it, I can think of a lot of people that have this problem. (laughs) (laughs) And it explains a lot of things they see out there. I'm like, why are these people online all the time and talking? And it's really funny. So yes, I I would do all the above. I would ask people ahead of time, Try to make the show, first of all, try to make the show as interactive as possible, right? Try to ask people, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want to see? What do you want to know? And engage reactions, right? So if people are, if you see it in a certain show or certain video, people are reacting more to, that's a clue to do more of that kind of work, right? Right, right. Um, You have to theorize what about it was interesting to people. The other thing is, yeah, don't just engage with those who are watching the video. Try to engage with those who are not watching it and ask them, hey, did you know I'm running these videos? And I want to make things relevant for you. What do you want to see me do? And they yeah. might say, we want to see you, you know, being chased by a feral hog. <laughs> okay, sorry, I can't do that. But they might say things that you'd say, oh, yeah, this makes sense. I can do this. Or I can do that. Yeah. 
So yeah, ask them, try to engage. And so if you send out email or a message ahead of time, or just ask ahead of time before this video or at the end of the last video, right? Mm-hmm. And you ask, what would you like? Or ask me questions, different ways of engaging. You know, it's a form of an art. It's a bit of an art. It's a bit of yeah. a science. But you, the more you do that, the more people will tell you and the more they will engage. And if you're asking them questions that they're not answering, maybe then maybe you're talking to the wrong people. It's if there's tough. one thing I've noticed, it's that we all love to give our opinions. But if you are a pet or dog walker listening to this right now, I double dog dare you <laughs> to open up your email client, like your you know, convert kit or your MailChimp or whatever it is, and just say, hi. I'm going to start a series and want to know what questions you have about pet care, my business, or your dog. Reply back and let me know. That's it. That's it. Like two sentences. Those emails, you will get some responses back. And right there will be the content that you can start with. If we're talking about doing it on camera, Keep it to one minute and just answer. Just say one minute and answer it and start a series. It's so easy to do, you guys. I hear a lot of people say, I don't like to blog. Okay, then go on video and then have someone transcribe that video and create the blog and then embed that video onto the blog. You know, instead of doing a graphic for the holidays, maybe do a quick video, a 15 second video in wave.video, you know? So there's so many, there's, oh my God. I I feel like as we're talking, Daniel, I want to make a download of like 101 ways to use video in your business because (laughs) there's just so many and my head's swimming right now. So Daniel, I get this question sometimes and I'm sure you do too. And I'm wondering what you would say. I kind of think I know what your answer is going to be. How do I make a video go viral? Please not that one again. (laughs) You can't. (laughs) Because, well... You can, after it goes viral, you can tell the whole world how you did it. (laughs) (laughs) That is called survivor's bias, right? So companies that succeed or videos that go viral or politicians that win or whatever, right? We tend to listen to their advice, but we don't tend to look out for all of the millions and millions who tried the same thing and failed, right? It is, from a practical perspective, completely impossible to generate the viral video. Any viral video you've seen out there has money behind it, has a million other trials and tests and Retargets, all kinds of stuff. And they've tried different versions, right? If that is your goal to try and get a maximum reach of organic videos, I'll give you a few words of advice. One is don't shoot for the moon by trying to get the big impact, one big viral video. Try to get a bit more impact than every one of your videos Mm-hmm. Like so, don't go for the for the heights. Go for like the like a medium. snowball. Like a snowball. Go for the medium. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You can't just if you get lucky once. Okay, what happened? You got purely lucky. A million people saw your video, and then nothing. So, what will be the business impact? Very little, if any. Right. Right. So maybe some people will say, oh, my gosh, you went viral. That's so amazing. And then they'll forget about you. So building up over time is much, much more relevant, especially for your target audience. The other thing is, you know, try to go a little bit viral, a tiny bit in everything you make. So try to go for the engagement, focus on engagement. How do you get people to respond? And that'll be the best indicator for how well the video is going to be received and forwarded, et cetera, right? So for instance, opening with a question. So a lot of people, what they don't do is put a question in the video text or in the video itself. Just go right for it with a question. 
So something like, if you were me in this situation, what would you do? And then you show a situation, right? It takes creativity, it's tough, but that's promoting engagement rather than obsessing about reach. Often that question can come from like the problem, right? So think about the problem that your video is solving and you can pretty much easily figure out a question for it. Yeah, exactly. And then if you get really good at it, now this takes a ton of work. You have to get really good at it and think, okay, what are the different business problems, different business impacts, who is my target audience, all of these things. And really as small businesses, we don't have a lot of time. We don't have a team to work on all of these things. And all we know how to do is one thing really well, maybe, which is maybe I know to make a certain type of video well, maybe that's a talking head, maybe that's an in the field, maybe I can edit well, maybe I can, you know, get the questions right. Maybe I I know how to get the problems right. So stick to that. Don't try to get everything perfect because it's just, it's not practical, right? Yeah, I love it. You guys, I want to know what your video questions are. I want to know what more questions you guys have for Daniel. Because like I said, Daniel's a very approachable guy. They've even got a really cool community. Do you want to talk to us about that and how that community helps support people who might not either A, understand the software or B, know what to create? Sure. Yeah. So we have a couple of Facebook groups. One is called, um, well, not right now it's called FIVA, the Facebook and Instagram Video Ads Academy. And the other is the Wave.Video community. Both groups are, any, anybody is welcome to join. The first one is led by Mari Smith, who is our brand ambassador. And she does a lot of different trainings in there and challenges and asks people to really contribute stuff they have or questions, uh, videos they made or questions they have and challenges them to make different videos and gives them instructions and different ways to do it. The other is the Wave.Video community, which is really just a group where our users can talk to each other and to us and have questions. Sometimes they can tend to be more technical, but oftentimes it's more about how to use the software and how to use the how to make better videos. Reasons why we started these groups are because A, we wanted a more direct contact with our audience and our user base, of course, our customers. And because you know we're fairly cheap software, we're only a few dollars or a few tens of dollars a month. We can't afford to have a one-on-one relationship with everybody. It's just not practical. It just Sorry, you're just not paying us enough to be <laughs> frank about it, right? <laughs> so we never need a salesperson. We can answer support on email, but we can't pick up the phone, these kind of stuff. But the community is a great place to do this one-on-many in an effective way, which feels personal. And we can give a quick shout-out, a quick response. And we can also have, and many times users will help each other out before we even get a chance to answer a question, which is fantastic. And that's exactly what we wanted. So that's how one community really, the Waves of Video community really worked for us. We try different stuff in there. We try tutorials because we learned that some people, even though some people say our software is very intuitive, others say, I need help. I need to know how to do this. Yeah. And so we try tutorials and then we found, well, you know what? They're not well-received. People don't really need them. So... Okay, then we'll move on to something a little different. So we're always trying different stuff. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's like a really big point in anything our listeners and myself are learning is always to find a community that can help support you and get you through those frustrations because you always end up hitting a wall or a blockade and you want to keep learning and bettering yourself or something, but it just gets frustrating. And when you have a community around to help support you, answer your questions, guide you, or even give you inspiration, like, oh my gosh, you made that on wave.video. I've done that so many times. It really helps 
us as all of these entrepreneurs, which is often a very lonely spot to be. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I enjoy having you in my business life and seeing you out at conferences and such. How can people get in contact with you if they want to follow up or ask you any questions? Oh, I'm always accessible on LinkedIn, Daniel Glickman on LinkedIn, and I'll probably be the first one to pop up. The other is you can find me on Facebook and of course, Daniel at wave.video. That's my email address, Daniel at wave.video. I pretty much respond to everybody. I'm obsessed about inbox zero. <laughs> so if you email me, I will respond. And yeah, that's, awesome. I'm, I'm there. I'm here. Awesome. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Thanks again for being on the show. And you guys, if you're listening, remember when life gets you down, always keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.